Good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining us on AfterBuzz TV's After Show of Unlocking the Truth, Season 1, Episode 7. Hope is a hell of a thing. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. All through the late night. don't you All through the This is yours. This is all you. This is your, your dress for success today. <laughs> dress for success. You guys should see man. how long it takes this little one to get ready. No, no, no. <laughs> you should just see us offset, honestly. Check out um, our Instagrams. You can follow me on social media at Abigail Freyer. What's your name? Abigail Freyer. <laughs> to see some behind the scenes of us beforehand. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And over here is um, Maddie, yeah. my lovely co-host. Where can they find you at? Thank you. Hi, guys. I'm Madison Makeley. You can find me on all my socials at Maddie underscore Makeley. And to see our episodes off set. <laughs> all right, let's start right, let's just, yeah, let's just jump right into this. So uh, this was a finale, which yes. caught us a little bit because I don't think they were really upfront with... We're just gonna listen to this. I'm gonna, I know, right? I like this in the background. Yeah, I'm feeling it. Um, um, yeah, I didn't even know that this was the finale until halfway through the episode when I looked at Abby. I said, "Is this the finale?" And she's like, "Yeah." Because so. yeah, they added on some uh, some episodes. I think mid season. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's a little bit sad. So it's gonna be our last time seeing you guys until either season two or I'm not sure if they're gonna do some sort of a, a special updating or whatnot. But um, um I thought we would mm-hmm. unlock the truth, and <laughs> we, did we didn't <laughs> unlock the truth. So. Kind of misleading with the whole thing on TV. But the title, the title, okay. uh, the title took me a place that yeah. we didn't get to. No, um, no, we did. But so we did um, only discuss the last two cases uh, today, and it was Byron and Calvin Michael Smith. So yes. um, let's just jump on to Byron since mm-hmm. that's the first one they talked about. Um, we had some technical difficulties in the beginning, so um, I believe they spoke with Anastasia's father. Yeah. Um or or, or godfather in the beginning. Yeah. Um so sorry if we we don't know exactly if it was the godfather or the father. Um Yeah, but um we do know that that Facebook message was from the godfather. That was or, to no, the godfather, to, to from, the godfather Kelly. Yeah. from Kelly. But um that's all. So Robert um he was satisfied with the case results that had happened with Byron being guilty and Kelly had sent after the first episode of this show um, we're, well, the first episode that we uh, spoke about, Byron, well, not the after show, but MTV's Unlocking the Truth mm-hmm. episode, um, Kelly had sent Anastasia's godfather a Facebook or a message that he posted mm-hmm. to his Facebook, um, basically saying, you know, in the end, um, Byron knows that he killed her and he's the one mm-hmm. that kind of has to live with that. So that was a yeah. weird thing. What that do you think weird. about that? She kind of, it was a really like dark, shady message, I feel like. I don't know if that was. Mm-hmm. I almost feel like Kelly is, like, planning this whole outline of everything that she knows that people will find. So she thinks, I feel like, by her saying things like that, people will be like, oh, of course. Like, who who would just say that and not mean it? But I think right. this goes back to her being a crackhead and just being psycho. And because I don't think Byron's guilty at all. I just don't. Like, he, right. he seemed fine. But, um, yeah, that was a dark message. It, it, was, it was a dark message and, like, Honestly, I'm just not one for Facebook messages, like, in the face of of Mm-mm. adversity or in the face of issues. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not going to go as far as saying I'm a confrontational person, but I think yeah. when confrontation needs to happen, it needs to happen. And mm-hmm. I think that this was a really poor way um, to get her message out. I think, you know, she refused to talk to, um, to Eva and Ryan. Mm-hmm. 
And sending a message to have someone post on their Facebook, I think, is so counterproductive and honestly just a cowardly mm-hmm. act. Yeah. I, I don't feel know. Like, um, I feel like a lot of people like doing that on Facebook when they're yeah. feeling some type of way about well, stuff. Well, and just to... I mean, when you can't see someone face-to-face and hear them face-to-face, then that takes away the entire personal aspect of it. And right. this goes back to her in the last episodes, how they released the footage of her saying, um... I don't know. Um, I I think so, maybe. So th- sending a message like this completely takes away from her being able to make those kind of mistakes, and I think she, she almost knows that. Because right. I'm sure she was stressed out when she was person-to-person with anyone during this whole case. So I think her sending a message was kind of like... It's 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 almost like going back to like a high school or like middle school, yeah. age, and it's easier to just send a mean text to someone right. and, and feel behind more powerful your computer, that way. Yeah. and it loses like, credibility. Hi, yeah, be, like hiding behind a screen as opposed right. to face to face. So I feel like that's kind of a situation here with her with this right. whole message. So I, I don't believe it. I just mm. um, Ryan and well, I mean, we can just jump right. And she did stick to her story, obviously, yeah. um, in that Facebook post. But then when Ryan met with Byron, um. How do you feel about that whole scene? Like, I felt some type of way, um, I thought it was a little weird. What were you, what were your thoughts on it? The thing is, I could see this, any viewer being like, Byron's kind of like a very poker face kind of person. So I can almost see how he was explaining, you know, I was in court and people were saying, you know, I have no emotion and stuff, but I had I had already heard this for a year. I had already heard the stories. They keep you in a room with no food, lights on. So... I mean, that would exhaust anyone. Like, at that point, I, like, I've gotten to the point before where I'm so exhausted where, like, I just can't even remotely try to feel emotion. So I'm just like, whatever. And I'm sure he got to that point, just like he did with this almost. He's just like, oh, he's probably just over this whole thing in a way that he's just like, I'm here. Yeah. It sucks. I don't know what to say. And, I mean, I feel like it almost goes back to him being, like, a kid. Like, he, because remember how they were saying he's a weird kid? Yeah, He was a weird kid. Yeah. So, I feel like he's always been like that. Do I think he's capable of murder? No. But what do you think of him? You know, I think that it was a weird... I I totally see what he's saying. Like you had said, you know, when you're you're stating something over and over, like, if you've told a story a million times, like, it's not funny anymore. Or you, like, leave Mm -hmm. things out because you don't care about the drama of it anymore because you're just tired of repeating it. So I Mm -hmm. get that aspect. But at the same time, when it's your life on the line, like... Even if you're tired of doing it, like, pull up whatever emotion you can when the day comes that you you need it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, like, I just, I, his blinking and his lack of eye contact in his whole conversation with, with Ryan, Ryan made me really uncomfortable. And again, I don't know if he is just an odd, um, ha- uh, has odd characteristics or, mm-hmm. you know, it, he is a little off of the norm with uh, communication yeah. Like, you know, social norms. Um, so I don't know if it was that that made it made me feel uncomfortable, but I just <clears> feel like he he would look away when he was saying stuff. He would mm-hmm. look up in the air. And I can't take someone serious unless they're looking me in the eyes when they're telling me something. And yeah. that's just how I am. So mm-hmm. I, I don't... Um, I don't know. I, I mean, was, I, I feel like this almost goes back to him as, like, a... Because, like, honestly, it seems like all four of these kids never really had a really good family dynamic. Maybe they did, but... It seems like they were all a little bit off at some point, mm-hmm. whether it was with their relationship or with themselves and relation friendships in general. But they all seemed a little bit off, and I feel like he's just that kind of person. But right. then they bring up the phone call, yeah, the voicemail with Kelly, right. and, and that was just like 
that I actually this is when I completely understood him because he was saying she brought this up and you can see the text just her rambling and rambling and rambling on how could you do this like and it's he was just like why am I even listening to this like right and I've definitely had those times before where mom or my friends or something are rambling on the phone and I'm not even the phone's like out here and I'm just like not even listening I'm just like waiting for them to like get done with their episode before I'm like can we like not talk about this like let's just at the same time I feel like he should for something this serious he should have been more like I didn't do shit like right or be like I'm not talking about this not we shouldn't talk about this like that was his choice of words was a little weird but yeah I just don't feel right about it like I don't feel strongly in either way like I don't I I like him. He's personable mm-hmm. enough to me. Like I like his character, but I also am not like gung ho. No, I don't think he had anything to yeah. do with it. However, when he brought up the whole thing about um, Justin and Anastasia having a suicide pact, like that he could totally see them having a yeah, suicide pact. That like, was weird. That was so weird. Like it's like have they discussed that to him yeah. before, or you is see, that just something he came seen, up with? When they were talking about that, he seemed super uneasy for mm-hmm. some reason. He just seemed like. I feel like they could have, like, planned this in a way where they were together when she died, and then he planned to die, basically. And he's like, I could totally see them having some psychological, weird, crazy plan like that, which was weird, because if you can picture them doing something like that, then... Why That's you weird. Out with I, well, yeah, like yeah, and like, or even if he knew about their plan, right. honestly, like, I don't think he did it. But there's a small part of me that feels like he just knew a giant piece of this puzzle that he won't give up because it could give him away. Because it could, you know what I mean? But I feel like he knows something. I feel like he was there, or he knows something that we. Uh, yeah, Don't and know. I think MTV's um, options, uh, editing options for what they're telling us are a little, mm-hmm. you know, obviously we don't get the whole yeah, story. exactly. Um, so I wish that we would have heard a little bit more. But yeah, that was like a weird thing. But also, too, like, if they're going to kill each other, don't you think they would have done it at the same place? Um, like, if you had a suicide pact with someone, don't you think it would be more like... I mean, no, I don't, I mean, I don't know how those work, but... I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, but... Well, if this were us, Abby... Oh, no, I'm kidding, but... Um, Maybe I mean, or did who she knows? kill herself? Or, or honestly, the my the like, story in my head the whole time is that I think that they got in a bad enough fight where he killed Justin, killed Anastasia, and then he felt so bad for it that he killed himself after. You that's think just, that's what happened? I think that's what happened. Okay. I don't. I don't think, for, especially from what like her sister said and stuff. I don't yeah. think they were a strong enough couple to go and be like, let's be Romeo and Juliet and kill ourselves together. Right. You know, I just don't. But. Um, I mean, I don't know them. I don't know the, what kind of people they are. Right. I mean, but, at the end, at the end of this case, when they went over everything, um, and they were talking to that woman about, you know, getting everything back into court, mm-hmm. she was explaining how it's very hard to get things back into court, and yeah, it's it's weird again because it's like, okay, so not I. None of these cases are guaranteed to even be reviewed again, mm-hmm. so. I guess the whole premise of the show completely shifted for me because I thought there was going to be a little bit more of a closure. Maybe not even closure with are they innocent or guilty, but closure as in, all right, they're in court now. Like, 
It's, mm-hmm. you know, you can see what's going to happen. Something, and now it's just like, oh, well, we, we probably can't even get this well, back in court. we did everything we, did, we could. Right. So here, just, here's, I hope that someone else goes and does something with it. That's kind of the vibe I got away yeah. from taking. But I, coming into this whole season, I thought that we were going to get like physically be able to see the person leaving jail. Right. I don't that was just no, so that, did I. That, mm. like physically seeing them go out and be free people. It's obviously not the case. And I didn't realize this It's our fault on researching. Well, <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize this even halfway through the through the season when all of the free Michael Pleats and free Calvin Michael yep. Smith pages started liking our stuff and I'm like, "Guys, yeah." And then I'm like, "Wait, they're not free. They're still in jail." Right. <laughs> like this isn't so. Basically, we're not gonna get. We're not gonna be able to unlock the truth. Well, is and basically I think what it comes that down to. this this case out of all of them was lacking the most evidence. And they said they have no yeah. solid evidence either way, really. Yeah. But it was just. Uh, it was a. It was a very random case. I'm glad that we were introduced to it. I, you know, we were introduced to it late too. So I feel like. I don't know if it's because they didn't have enough yeah. to uh, fill the show with. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's not enough evidence. I uh, but I feel like I never really got to um, attach myself to this case and, like, really feel for it like I did the others, if yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, no, and I, I feel like they knew from the start, or maybe when they were filming, we don't even have enough evidence for this guy, so let's bring him in halfway through the season. Just so he has some airtime, people are aware of it. Right. But at the same time... We can't really make... I mean, we... They even mention there's no easy pathway to get him out of this. Right. Just because it's... Ryan even told Byron straight up, it's half and half. We don't find any evidence saying that you didn't, but we don't find any evidence saying Saying that you didn't. didn't. So it's completely half and half. I, I don't think you're... Guilty, but and I don't that's, think he's guilty know, either. But that's other thing though, like Ryan doesn't think anyone's guilty, and I feel like he just kind of is like, yeah. And I, I'm not saying that I feel like any of these people are guilty, but especially with this one, I feel like he wasn't as um, compassionate. Maybe I, yeah, thought I think he was, he was overly. I think he was overly compassionate. Really, to Byron? Yeah, he was just like, oh, I don't think you did it. Like, cool. Like, do you just say that you no, don't think like, anyone did it? But there's some. As weird as it sounds, I feel like there was at least more of an emotional level with Ryan on the other when he physically met with the other two, as opposed to Byron, who's just like, "Well, well I don't gonna, think I'm, he could connect." He, I, I yeah, think there was he, that he, misconnect. He again. couldn't, yeah. and, and he was just kind of like, "I hate to break it to you, but like, there's no evidence saying that you didn't do it." Like, you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah. I feel like he, like, it wasn't. He just wasn't that compassionate. I, I thought it wasn't that compassionate to him. Just which I mean. How can you be? I mean, there's just nothing really there. We, I mean, I don't think we really found out anything that much more. Right. Yeah, that could really, really get him out other than, right. what, his ex-girlfriend stuttering when she was trying to go back to the crime scene. Right. I mean, how accurate is that? So, I don't know. Sorry, Byron. I, I, I feel I feel yeah. for him. Like, yeah. I, I don't think he's... He, I don't think he did it, but... I, I mean, wish there was more there. The thing is, they can't take him out of jail until they put someone back in jail for it. Right. But I think the person that did it is dead. So, right. But Justin, so you never really know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, moving on to Calvin Michael Smith. Sorry, which... wait, should we sit in this case? Sorry, guys. Sorry, Byron. Um, we hope the best for you, I guess. <laughs> I don't know how to end these cases. Yeah. They're sad. No. But, they're, but how do you, I don't know. Thank you. <laughs> no, but it's tra- I mean, yeah. the, the thing is, is like these are tragic, tragic, they are. tragic, and cases. it's uncomfortable, and it's super uncomfortable. But I mean, we weren't even the one. We probably didn't see ninety nine percent of what actually happened and what Ryan and Footage, Eva right. uncovered. Right. So there's not much that we can really say about it. Yeah. Well, know. um, let's move right into Calvin. Um, we start off with Chuck Byram, mm-hmm. um, who was. Uh, part of the investigation for internal affairs, and they were brought on once um, 
it was kind of seen that Dr. Williams, um, this could be more of a racial issue mm-hmm. than anything else. Um, so the general, uh, the attorney general brought him, brought uh, an investigation in on it just to kind of cover his ass as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we see that um, all of Dr. Williams' cases were instructed to be looked over. Um, and when they were doing the investigation, they had th- this is cool because I, I didn't we didn't find this out until now. But there were we knew there were a lot of takes, but there were seven or eight takes mm-hmm. where Dr. was talking with Eugene, um, Little John. Yes. Um, that's a lot. That is a lot. I remember they even said they um, they compared Dr. Williams to a director. Yeah, and saying take one, take two. Wait, no, I don't like that answer. Do it this way. Try it again. So, right. which I can totally 100% picture, because that's what they did for New Jean Little John, too. So, I mean, that's kind of the way I look. And I could, I could see this guy, say, like, not liking the answer and being like, let's try that again. Because well, that's how he did it with the victim. And that's, and, and jumping ahead, and I know I'm jumping ahead a little, yeah. but like, with the seven or eight takes, then jumping ahead to when they actually like, talked to D.R. Williams, and mm-hmm. he was like, oh, I didn't document everything, oh, you my know. God. I was, yeah. Like, sometimes you just, we'll if they're not going to talk, you don't document it. It's like, um, or because they're not, like they said, they're not saying yeah. what you want to say, so you're not documenting it, which, yeah. that is so suspect. Like, everything should be recorded. And if someone doesn't want to talk on the record, then they, you know what? <clears throat> Sorry. You either talk on the record or don't talk and yeah. you're going to stay here. Yeah. Like, those are your options. Exactly. Um, so. I mean, Lam- Kenneth Lamro they they concluded that, um, you know, he was a much better suspect. Mm-hmm. Um, and if somebody else had questioned him, we probably wouldn't even, this wouldn't even be mm-hmm. here today. Yeah. This wouldn't even be a question. <clears throat> they kind of made it seem like Kenneth and D.R. Williams almost had, like, this little... Like thing, I got you. Yeah, like, I'm crazy. Gonna, <clears throat> like, I'll, I'll, I'll say that you know I checked you out and stuff, but I'll just I'm just gonna say that there's no way you could have done it. That's like a that and that's what it comes down to total a racial kind of thing. And they even said, um, Dr. Williams was pointing out all these racial slurs and racial comments and right. all of the footage and all of the tr- all of what was documented anyway. So, right. So it's like, can you so, even imagine what happened that was un- like what yeah, was undocumented? Yeah. And they basically were saying, even if he didn't do this crime, we put him away for something else. And I'm just like, really? Right. Really? Right. Like, are you serious? Are you kidding me? Like, that, how? Right. That's not even, and like, I think you, you and I were even saying this, how we think, um, Kevin Michael Smith, when Ryan met with him, he was so genuine and so just like, this sucks. Like, I'm, I'm not supposed to be here. Do I look like, a, he didn't look like a killer to me. No. He just doesn't. No. Why? Because he's black? No. Like, he, no one deserves that under any circumstances, I think. So... It definitely, definitely was a discriminatory yeah. case. Um, what was cool, though, I think, though, is that they found D.R. Williams. And it shows funny to me, even though, you know, he's retired, whatever, they still had a police escort. Oh, I know. Because it's like, this guy's crazy. Yeah. And they, you know, they wanted to get to interview him and they thought if they had someone, you know, that he knew he'd be more open to it. And it's like, mm-hmm. I don't like that. Mm-mm. I don't like that even when someone is so off the beaten path of normal and so skewed in their life views that they're still, I mean, I understand they tiptoed around mm-hmm. it to be able to, to get to talk to him. Mm-hmm. But like, this man just absolutely angers me down mm-hmm. to like the core. It's, if you need a cop, with you to go talk to another, another cop, cop to protect right. you from another cop. Don't you think we should re look at this case even? Right, right. Like, are you serious? I'm sorry, but like, and you know what pisses me off the most is that 
everyone, every single person they talk to in this case keeps mentioning how Dear Williams is always having false confessions. Right. If everyone knows this, why, why is he a job? Why, who hired him? And if you hired him, fire him. Right. Get him out of here. If you have to relook over all of his work, he's worthless to, right. to this whole business. So he's not getting anything done. He's wasting so much time and wasting lives. Right. Throwing people in jail that don't deserve to be there. So 100%. what the, like, why did, why this guy had a job as long as he did? Like, and it makes you think, who else did he put in jail that didn't right. really do anything? Right. And it makes you wonder about the politics of every, I mean, yeah. that's like, the politics involved in this is just crazy yeah. to me that no, he still is. had a job. Um, <sighs> So well, then, when they review all of the um, the testimonies against um, Calvin with Eugene and Valerie Williams and Andrea Wilson and Pamela Moore, mm-hmm. um, they're not none of them are reliable. Mm-mm. None. Mm-hmm. So it's like okay, so none of those are reliable. We also have Calvin's statement that wasn't used at trial, which is huge. Like if that's not used, it's yeah. basically thrown out mm-hmm. because it wasn't used. I don't like that they're they're picking. Um, some footage and some documentary stuff and just throwing the rest away. Like, oh, wait, we don't have that anymore. Like, right. you can't... Then everything else you do have is worthless because that could have been the small piece of the puzzle that proves that he's innocent. Right. And you just don't want to share? Don't want to use it. Like... <laughs> it just... It's... I just still can't wrap my head around how they get to pick and choose what they're going to what they're going to yeah. use. And then um, Jill Marker, she... You know, it's still questionable if she was even coherent enough to be able to identify... Which, I mean, we saw footage of her, and she wasn't. I'm sorry, but she wasn't. I don't think she was. No. No. I mean, no, uh, no, she wasn't. And then we had the two accounts of the people saying that Kenneth was at the store, Kenneth Lamoureux, which was Jill Marker's friend. Mm -hmm. And then also... She called in before... Who Jill Marker called, and then that witness that said that there was a white man in the store. Who looked like Kenneth. Exactly. And then we have Chris, the FBI, like the guy who's super high up in the FBI, Mm -hmm. saying that this was a tragedy of a case. And we have internal affairs brought in Mm -hmm. for racism. I don't know what more you need. I know. I don't. Well, I think the only thing holding them back in this case is the fact that Kenneth is dead now. So they can't blame it on anyone else. Right. So when you take... I, I feel like in this case, or in all cases, in order to take someone out of jail, you have to replace them with someone else. Because they won't just let someone go for... I mean, do they? I've never heard of that. But I feel like they feel like they have to put someone else away if they take someone out. So since they don't have that person to put back in and take Calvin's spot, then they, they're just like, let's leave him in. Which yeah. I, I don't I like. don't know. I don't, like I don't... Yeah, I'm not sure what goes into that, like, the flo- mm-hmm. like the thought behind all of that. But yeah. um, it's just... All the evidence is, is against... Or, I'm sorry, is backing up um, Calvin. Yeah. And then we we speak with Calvin, or Ryan speaks with Calvin. Yeah. I feel like I'm there. And he was just so warm, and it was a normal conversation. Yeah. It was honestly, I think, the most yeah. the most normal conversation that Ryan had with any inmate. Mm-hmm. He um, was just, so had genuine. a con- normal conversation. It wasn't all about his case. Yeah. He was asking Ryan, like, really genuine questions like what does it feel like when you're first out and you know heartwarming things that i was just like this i don't think he's capable he's not capable he's he's not what were what intentions could he have had to do that exactly like none none which i mean what what was he nadine had called me out i miss nadine yeah Um, right when she would she would even say well i mean you you want to think that everyone has good intentions but some people don't which is true but 
what intentions does this guy have against her compared to the person that was physically in there at the same time with her that had all these crazy allegations and and Mm -hmm. people stalking people i mean you have someone with a background of that Mm -hmm. and then you have calvin who what okay wrong place wrong time right yeah i thought it was i this actually like struck me when calvin was talking to ryan and he said well I think about if she died, I would be facing the death penalty. I wouldn't even be here right now. So I, he's so positive. He's still optimistic, and, right? And, and he's still just like, you know, I actually have to like be strong and think of how bad it could be when really I'm here right now. I'm still fighting to get out. I can talk to my parents every day, basically, is what he's saying. I, mean, right. I can still live my life without that death penalty and still stay and like be strong as opposed to had she like that split percent died, which she was, she was probably about to die. Right. And, right. but, I don't know. I mean, had she died, he would be dead, right. too. Right. So, the fact that he can look at it as it could always be worse, yeah. still, and he's in jail, it's just, it's remarkable yeah. to me. I can't picture, I'm sorry, I can't, there's nothing in my mind that can picture this guy to be capable of murder. Or not, I mean, attempted murder, basically. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And um, then we, we close out this um, this case with speaking with Jim Coleman, who uh, wants to reinstate Calvin's case. And um, he put a lot of heat on um, a man by the name of Roy Cooper, who Mm -hmm. is the current attorney general, and he's running for governor of North Carolina. That's a smart move. I was impressed with that one, actually. I was, too. I was like, okay, like making moves. uh, Yeah, and and I'm happy they're doing this, actually. I thought, too, again, when they showed up, that they had an appointment with him. Mm -hmm. Um. You know, I don't know. As far as MTV, I'm not sure how they handled it. I don't know if they reached out and they got declined. So mm-hmm. then they were like, okay, well, it's Velma's still trying to go anyway. Mm-hmm. Or if they didn't reach out and they <laughs> just... Tra- no, but you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, you know, because yeah. my thought is like, why wouldn't you try and make an appointment first? Yeah. Like, your MTV. Like, I'm pretty sure you could probably figure yeah. something out. Yeah. Um, but I think, obviously, they had probably tried that first before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he declined to speak, which looks so bad. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that it, does... Honestly, that makes him like racist yeah Yeah, it it looks so bad because he has literally the he has the ability to look at the case and to be like this needs to go back to trial yeah and i'm thinking too um going back to old episodes we saw calvin's dad and all those protesters fighting for calvin to be free right so you already know that all these people have contacted or tried to contact cooper right sending him letters or emails or phone calls saying, please look at this case. So you know that this guy has heard this name already and is aware of this. And I'm going to throw major shade at him if he doesn't review this case. Exactly, exactly. And you know what? What I liked, too, then they they close out the whole episode telling how we can help. Mm -hmm. And it is... That is one thing that's so powerful about social media and about MTV, you know, actually there being a huge component right now for change in these people's lives by just broadcasting mm-hmm. this. Yeah. But um, viewers out there who have been watching the show, um, this is really, this is a time, you know, you get on The Voice or you get mm-hmm. on these shows where you're asked to vote for um, yeah. contestants who are doing, you know, hobbies. Mm-hmm. You can take 10 minutes out of your day to write an email yeah. for someone's life and um i know i'm going to go home and do that like i mean yeah. it's that's something that you can do to be proactive and actually make a difference in the world in a way that is not just 
It's so interesting because, like, whenever... It's so real. You're yeah. actually involved in what you've been watching. Like, yeah. you have a you have an opportunity yeah. to be... You have a voice. Yeah. And it's so funny because all the time, whenever I see things like this or any kind of, like, dis- destruction or anything like that, I always think, what can I do to help, you know? Right. And a lot of times, you can't do a lot. Like, right. for, for these other cases, there's not a whole lot we can do. Right. For this specific case, you can help. And that's huge. And I'm happy that MTV was able to give them that opportunity in their town or whoever to email Cooper and be like, look, if you don't look over this case, you don't deserve to be governor straight up. Like you don't Yes. just because this is clear. This is someone's life. This isn't, this isn't, I don't know. I don't know this, but this is important. And I think that, all of you <laughs> should right. go it's like email a voting like, thing. No, I'm, it really I'll, I'll is. I'm yeah. Los Angeles and yeah. be like, look, there's a case in your town that needs to be relooked at immediately because someone's spending every night in jail for a crime that he shouldn't be there for. Right. Go look at MTV. I watch MTV. <laughs> no, but and, and that's true because um, you know the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Like if you just if yeah. if some attention can be had and something can come out of this more so than just an entertainment source for you on a Wednesday evening, like yeah. that's amazing. Um, yeah. So I guess uh, wrapping it up. I mean, what did you what did you think of the whole season? How did you feel a lot about of everything? Shockers. I this is not at all how I thought this season would be laid out. But classic right. MTV, you always get us. Um, but I thought, one, I thought we'd be unlocking the truth. Like, actually, actually. unlocking the truth and right. finding out if they're innocent or not. Um, two, I didn't know it would be laid out quite like this. I thought it would be more two episodes per, like, two, or two cases per, like, two episodes or something. Yeah. Not three episodes throughout the entire season. Yeah. But um, I'm almost happy why they did I get why they did it this way, just because, you know, stay, to have you stay, almost create a connection with each case. So that it's not in front of your eyes and, like, forgot. Like, here today, gone tomorrow kind of thing. That's a good way to look at it. Because I guess if they handled one case per episode or, you know, one case in every two episodes, you're done. You forget about it. Okay, I wonder which one we're going to see next week. And and now it's a little more drawn out. You're right. So I'm happy that they had us more connected to it and more involved, almost. Because we did help even Ryan with this whole case. (laughs) With our input. Right. Um... But, no, I I definitely liked it. I feel for Ryan, de- definitely. I'm, I'm happy that we were able to grow with Ryan throughout the entire season. It's because he's he, he went through this, and now right. he's determined to make a change. He didn't just get out and, like, take advantage and take his life for granted once he did get out and basically make up for everything he missed out on. He wants to go and change it now. Exactly. So I'm really happy that he's doing that for sure. And they show that at the end, like him kind of like reacclimating to real life. At the OER concert. (laughs) Every time a scene comes up with Ryan and his girlfriend or his family or something, we just look at each other like, is MTV trying to like put extra time on this or what? (laughs) No, it was was nice to see. It was nice to see. It's cute to see him finally enjoying himself. Because like, I almost thought like, there's Ryan enjoying his life. This could be all those other people that are exactly. in now that are wasting time in there when they could be out enjoying life just like Ryan. And I'm exactly. sure he knows that too. Right. But I like this season. And I, I, I agree. I'm excited to see mm-hmm. maybe what changes are going to happen with the next season. Um, also, too, we're, we're going to get updates on these cases. And yeah. then, like, also, um, I feel like Ryan's going to toughen up a little. Yeah. Um, not that he's not tough now, but I feel like he still is so, so... Um, in touch with his emotions 
that it's kind of numb right now. I yeah. mean, it's still it's still pretty fresh since right. he got out of jail. So, well, oh, a hundred percent, and I yeah. totally, I, I totally agree with yeah. everything he's coming from. But I think it'll be cool to see his transformation mm-hmm. too, as he kind of gets mm-hmm. some of like some more cases under his belt and kind I of works to be like no yeah <laughs> like, you yeah. Him out. yeah yeah like like really really like not just grab the information but do something with himself which he is but really be like no like i want to now take everyone back to court and get a jury and the, like you know what i mean i yeah. feel like he i feel like that kind of stuff might come up in a little more aggressive season. ryan yeah yeah more aggressive ryan <laughs> yeah that's it <laughs> but I think that's everything. So we started with yeah. four coast, you guys. We ended with two. two. It's been an absolute pleasure working uh, with you, Maddie, and going yeah. through these cases. Um, you guys, make sure that if you do have any questions um, on any on how you can help on any of the cases, you can go to MTV. You can also um, check out um, our mm-hmm. our um, social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also make sure you follow AfterBuzz and you can watch all of these episodes as well as, um, you know, in the future with, with the next season. But exactly. I think that's everything. So thank you guys awesome. for joining us. Thank and you guys so much. Yeah, honestly. And follow, um, go and follow all these accounts too. Follow the free Michael Polites and free all yes. of them. And if you know of other cases, email MTV too because they just they I'm sure too. they're going to be looking for some. And yeah. thank you to everybody um, who was a family member with any of um, these cases and who did uh, contact us. We appreciate everything mm-hmm. and all the input. Yeah. So, again, I'm Abigail Freyer, and you can follow me on all my social media at Abigail Freyer. Thank you guys so much for watching this season, and tune in next season now, hopefully soon. You'll get us again, probably, (laughs) on this one, because now we're super into it. But I'm Madison Makeley, and you can find me on all my socials at Maddie underscore Makeley. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.